0: Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning into the Naturally Needle podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. Um, I have a good friend on today. Her name is Shelby Brooke. She was born and raised in Houston, Texas. Um, Shelby had an early introduction to sports, actually, and athletics, predominantly focusing on track and field, softball, and basketball, uh, where her father, actually, James Bishop, nurtured her athletic ability from the age of four years old, which is so awesome, Um, And, you know, as she grew up, she realized that her aim was not only to transform her physical abilities, but to fortify mental strength. Um, And she believes that people should take a long-term approach to prioritizing physical and psychological health over behavioral patterns that provide short-term gratification, but negatively affect people's health a state of prevention over treatment, essentially. Rather than hopping on the prescription train, she challenges her clients to build an intuitive mind-body connection and draw the necessary correlation between the food you eat, your mental clarity, your physical condition, and your reality. And that is definitely something that I am all for. It's really just about being authentic. So thank you, Shelby, for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited to hear your story.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, girlfriend. I was so excited when you reached out. And I had already sort of listened to some of your other podcasts that obviously had to do with health and sort of nutrition, which that's where we connected through when we first met. Yeah. And once you said the F word, fitness, I was right on it. (laughs) I was like, let's talk. You know me, I can go for hours. So once you invited me, I was just, yes. Let's get into it. <laughs> yes.
0: And so a little backstory for those of you listening in. Um, Shelby and I have actually known each other for a while now. So I actually found Shelby through Instagram when my husband and I were moving to Denver. And I was like, oh my God, like we don't know anyone. And you know, I'm big on Instagram. And so I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? I was like, oh, well, why don't I just go on Instagram and look up people that live in Denver? And like, so I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. And then like all of a sudden I see like there's, blonde bombshell who's like totally into fitness. And she has like all these amazing posts. And I'm like, Oh, I dig her energy. I was like, I like her. I was like, she seems super positive. She's into health. She's into fitness. That's my kind of person. So I was like, Hey, um, I know this is probably really weird. You don't know me, but I am moving to Denver and I literally don't know anyone. Uh, but can you just like, tell me a little bit about it? And she's like, so I'm actually not from Denver either. And I was like, really? <laughs> We
1: instantly connected just by that. (laughs) And
0: then I think we met up for coffee and what
1: we talked about thyroid issues for like hours.
0: Yes, literally. And you know, sometimes like you make friends on Instagram, but like you never actually get together and meet up with them in person. So it was like, we still stayed in contact for so long because I reached out to you, I think, a couple of months even before we moved. And then right. after we moved, I think some time passed by also because like we were settling in. And then we're like, okay, we need to meet up. And then we met up in person. It was just like instant connection. We're like, hey, why don't we do this sooner? <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's very rare that you can find someone with our
1: passion that yes. you can really, you know, and talk freely about ideas and new science and sort of, you know, go through our own experiences and sharing what we've learned through our own, right, you know, journey along this whole nutrition and fitness. And, and it's one of those things that it's just, it's just fun to share, especially me and you going through the whole experiment of life, as I like mm-hmm. to call it, it's all experiment, right? We're seeing what works for us, what doesn't work for us predominantly. Um, but I definitely, it's just, it's one of those things that you bond instantly on, you know?
0: Yes, 100%. I think that was definitely the thing that really tied our um, friendship and why we felt such a connection to each other, because I think we um, definitely relate on a lot of things. And both of us had very interesting um, ways as to how we came into the health and fitness world. So do you want to kind of like tell, I know everyone that listens to the podcast knows a little bit about my story, but I'd love for them to also hear um, a little bit more about your story and how you got into health and fitness?
1: Totally. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where I will say that I would say to like the normal stranger, oh, I fell into it. But now looking back and actually seeing how strategic my father was, he was a very, very smart and getting me into sports at a very, very young age. And he, know, he knew that the more practice you have, the more successful you will be at the end of the day. Him being a collegiate um, athlete himself, both in track and baseball, which was funny because I played collegiate softball until I got hurt and then turned on the track and field. Oh, wow. So it was definitely one of those things where at the age of four, he knew all three of my brothers, we all played sports at a very young age. And he, um, yeah, started with all the basic sports. We remember soccer, everyone just chasing the ball when we were four. And then obviously grew into jujitsu, gymnastics, um, basketball, volleyball there was literally a sport I didn't really play. He really opened me up to all different sports just to see where my natural abilities Mm -hmm. lie. Well, uh, around the age, sixth grade, I got into Olympic lifting um, due to track and field type training. And that usually was a compliment because if you want to get explosive power, how do you train fast and quick, right? So one way to go about that is Olympic lifting. I am built for it. I'm five, two. I have longer arms, shorter legs. Literally made for this. So the first time I ever picked up a barbell was yeah, sixth grade, and
0: weight. Oh my it god, changed my life.
1: I mean, I, I now look back and I used to like cringe, like oh my god, I have such thick muscles. I have such big muscles. And <laughs> keep in mind, I'm five two and like 120 pounds. But I, you know, all the other girls didn't have big quads and like right. you know, got a little booty and right. definitely shoulders, abs, and I was always called man arms all through school. But at that age, I didn't realize how lucky I was that my father gifted me with this amazing foundation that allowed me to execute, you know, collegiate level sports, you know, all the way, all the way up until again, I got hurt. I tore my UCL um, with softball and then eventually switched over to track. Well, you only have so many years in college. So after college, I was just missing the competitiveness right? Mm. Um, I think that's one thing in our, in our society nowadays is that we are inkling for this competitive feeling, but we don't know an outlet for it. Or we're mixing it up with anxiety type
0: right, type of right. feels.
1: And it's so easily confuse, confused just because this human urge in us comes down on a daily basis. So I had to fulfill it. I knew it was competitive because I knew what was missing. Well, for a short time, I, I thought it was anxiety. And it was really just this pent up not even aggression, but pent up. I want to like, I want to work. I want to work next to someone. I want to grind. And I want to get that feeling of exertion really is what I chased. And long story short, we fast forward, um, got out of college and it just wasn't the same training. So I, I forced mm. myself to find something. A friend introduced me to Sea Work CrossFit, it. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I just fell in love and someone with an athletic background, um, with the background of gymnastics and Olympic lifting it was home it was instantly and what crossfit got me into was actually looking at health and fitness as a spectrum rather mm-hmm. than just different entities and essentially how your nutrition your training ultimately creates your reality
0: right, right. so
1: if i'm eating shitty food i can't work that off and that's what mm-hmm. i soon realized especially after a college diet which right. i ate predominantly healthy throughout my life thanks to my father but College. Oh my gosh! Alcohol. I would, you know, have <laughs> carbs, and I never realized why puffy my face was. And, oh my god, you know, girl! Think, that we're, right? we have to we have to get into that. Oh, Because the minute I started noticing my performance and CrossFit taking a toll on what I was eating, I'd wake up the next day not as much energy. That's when I started to realize I want to be my best version of myself. So how do I right. create an atmosphere and a habit? How a lifestyle that is conducive to this goal. And I just honestly wanted right. to be a, the best version of myself. And I noticed
0: fitness leverage that quicker.
1: New, healthy well, nutrition
0: got me to that point quicker. And, and something that's sustainable, right? Long-term, like you said, and yeah. to, to begin with. I think that's one of the things that I really appreciate about CrossFit. So I don't do CrossFit, but I'm extremely, extremely fascinated by it, um, both my husband and I. And we have definitely talked about it several times that we kind of want to try it out and really give it a serious shot because it's it's one thing that I've I've never actually tried out. But what I like about it is the fact that it's probably the only type of training that I know that focuses on the whole mind-body and connection, right? Where it's not just, right. hey, let me starve myself and just deplete myself of calories to lose the weight. Or let me just pack in all this protein and stuff my face so that I can put on some muscle. It's, it's not about that. It's being your personal fittest self, essentially targeting every single aspect of your body, um, which is something that definitely is very, very intriguing. And I think that is one of the biggest benefits of that sport, I would say.
1: Sure. And and I, you know, no, You know, it was one of those things where I walked in and it made me realize, especially as a personal trainer, still at this Mm -hmm. time and and growing, evolving with the sport and growing with the science. And I I definitely do take more of the holistic approach, but it really was the only type of training that highlighted my weaknesses, truly, Mm. because it was so varied, right? right? I've done bodybuilding. I've done a little bit of everything, but it was the only, again, sport- other than like Pilates, yoga, it's nice to sort of find those little tweaks. But mm-hmm. really in CrossFit, I was able to not only find my physical capabilities or limitations, but right. my mental. I noticed mm. I was way weaker and I've always had a coach tell me what to do. So when it was up to myself, I had to build that strength. And and just learning that lesson yourself, I can apply that to my clients because half the time, it's just my clients needing that I can do this. And the first right. time you do it, it rewires your brain just like that, that feedback loop. And that's why it's, it's a drug. It, it really, it's a is. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Oh yeah, girl. So yeah, there's a little bit of my background just on sort of fitness and coming into it. And, and like I said, I, I just, it was so much more fun too, because it was so varied. You know, I played all these different sports growing up. So it was so great to go in and every day you were going to be exposed to either something new or something you hadn't done before. So not only did you have to get your mind in that prepared mode of, okay, Hey body, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to have to bend the knee here. You know, first time doing a snatch, it's quite complex for the normal person. And and again, it was just one of those, it was connection, but soon after a while I noticed, you know, I need more recovery, right? Mm -hmm. Recovery and maintenance is a huge aspect, especially the more work you do the more maintenance and recovery you do. And I think that's one right. message that sort of lost from CrossFit box to CrossFit box and mm-hmm. sometimes why it can get a name, but let's, let, don't get me wrong, every sport is like that, extreme bodybuilding, right? Definitely, right. it has a lot of negatives, more than positive in the most right. part. But say Olympic skiing or not even Olympic, let's just go up into high level sports. It gets quite competitive and there's more risk, right? right. Where there's more reward. And that's where I, I did learn again, how nutrition played a huge part to your recovery
0: mm-hmm. and how,
1: you know, like I said, maintenance and recovery, whether it be mobility, yoga, sawning, uh, compression, hyper, hyper, hyperbaric chambers, mm-hmm. cryotherapy. It, it, everyone sort of finds their own cocktail. And that's essentially what I help my clients go through is a trial and error process that works for not only their lifestyle, but their genetics and their past life and i say that because you treated your body for the last 30 years one way Mm -hmm. and you just expect it to adapt in six months no 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 yes it's going to take a little longer (laughs) than
0: that i'm glad that you mentioned that because i think um that's like one of the things that i think oftentimes people forget because you know they get especially like you know um people who are fed up You know, and they're like, you know, they want to make a massive change in their life, right? And let's say they're in their 30s or even in their 40s, right? And they're like, you know what? Like, I'm done. I, you know, I I want to feel good. Um, I just want to feel my best. I'm tired of feeling fatigued and like shitty all the time. And then they're like, okay, I'm gonna start doing this, 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 and this. And then they expect to see results in a week. And it's like, whoa. Like, hold on a second. Let's, let's talk about the fact that your first week is actually going to suck. Like, like literally suck completely. Why? Because your body has no idea what the hell you're doing right now to it. It it, like, it's not like it, it wants the junk food because you use junk food to build the cells that you have in your body right now. And and you don't like, we think about this stuff because we're so highly focused on nutrition and like to us, right? Like when we look at food, we think about, okay, well, how is this food going to affect my cells? Like, that's how deep we think, right? Like, we don't exactly. think about the fact that we're hungry or that like our stomach is empty. Like, no, it, it like, we don't think about that at all. It's about like, no, um, like what is this food going to do for my body? Right, and people don't realize that. Exactly, and so it takes time to now say to your body, "Hey, we're not going to be using this food anymore. We're going to be using other food to build our cells." Right, and you
1: almost have to recreate those feedback loops, right, or or that actual rebuild those hormonal connections that should be happening. And your insulin sensitivity is something that could not be more relevant in this day and time with the whole Corona thing. Yeah.
0: Especially the during hugest this time. thing that we're
1: seeing. I've preached this for 10 years, and people used to laugh at me that insulin sensitivity is a marker of your health. It should be up there with the temperature, it should be up there with blood pressure. Yep, forget cholesterol. Honestly, honestly, if anything should be up there, let's replace cholesterol marker with your insulin sensitivity. And 100%. what we're seeing is that it, it, the more or the less insulin sensitivity you have the more issues are bounded with. And I'm talking mental health issues to physical issues. And yeah. it's, it's so prominent now. And again, I had people laugh at me five years ago. And you know, it's just one of those things where I, I saw it in myself, where mm-hmm. I was not in sensitivity or did not have any insulin sensitivity. I was just groggy a lot. My Like I said, my, my face is so inflamed, yeah. it's so puffy. <laughs> I didn't even have the same face structure. I was—I didn't even know what bloating was. Inflammation of the gut. Like, yeah. I would just be like, oh, I'm blo- bloated. No, yeah. that's not how it works, people. You're it shouldn't happen. Exactly. It's something you've put in your body. You know what I mean? And your body's trying to give you a signal. Hey, this does not work for me. This is not yeah. a clean, this is not a clean feel for me. So the next time you have this, let's, let's think about it again. But no, going back to sort of what you were just saying is that I think this whole pandemic has sort of taught us a lesson in the sense Mm -hmm. that it's not what you do now. It's what you did for the last five years. Oh my God. And I think that's why it's important for people just to start your journey now. Even if you're 40, you're going to thank yourself five years down the road that you at least started then.
0: Yeah. And, and. Because your body will heal. It will heal. It just, you just have to realize that it's going to take some time. It's just not going to, it's not going to happen overnight. That's all right.
1: Right. And, you know, and, you know, I, I was just telling this to Mitchell, my business partner, boyfriend, life partner,
0: where he
1: really got me to see healthy nutrition. And, you know, you've met Mitch and yeah, guys, the healthiest person, cleanest eating person, not a glass of wine, not an ounce of sugar and like, oh my God, dairy, maybe every now and
0: then. He is so good. I I do have to give him that like a hundred percent. We went out to dinner um for like those listening in oh my god so we went to this awesome place called barcelona wine and bar in denver and so it's like this little tapas bar right and it's like this delicious food the best wine ever um so i'm actually right right now i'm actually taking a break from drinking but like so before obviously i was drinking um I don't know how many glasses of wine we had, and it was literally <laughs> me and Shelby. Like my husband wasn't drinking, Mitch wasn't drinking. They're just like eating food, and they're just like talking about like whatever. And me and Shelby are just like, I'll have another glass of wine. I'll have another
1: glass of wine. they are just sitting, eating, eating, <laughs> and having a drink. And the boys are just merry. Yeah. Well, you know, because well, you
0: know, I well, I, I like balance, you know, because I you know exactly you, you have to you have to indulge sometimes. <laughs> Exactly. I don't regret it. I don't regret it. But no, he is really good about it. I got to say that. Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, and he does it for the mental clarity aspect of it. And that was something that I didn't realize I was learning for the past five years of really eating truly clean, like healthy for the first time. Like I said, I ate healthy before, but I had too many carbs in my diet for sure. So the last five years, I didn't even realize what I was doing. I was building a foundation that most people get to the age around 45, 50, and they run into all these issues, right? Mm -hmm. And it starts to affect not only your physical capabilities, but your mental capabilities, energy, how it affects your relationship with your kids, your family, your work, right? right? And what I did the last five years was set up a solid foundation that I think every young person needs to do as soon as they can. And I think college and high school is a perfect example or a perfect time to sort of do this, where you really just become in tune. You push your limits. Mm-hmm. the queen because otherwise you'll never reach that you'll never even right. know what this body is made of expect well women are lucky they they have kids so i'm like you're capable of so much more than that jazzercise class i promise yes. you. like you can do this you know like anyway so going back i i just had set a solid foundation for the next five years that will set me up for the next 20 and i say mm-hmm. that where i know what foods give me foggy brain yep. i know what foods literally put me in the bed for like soy, for example, just gives me a little bit of a Oh my God, my body
0: freaks out from soy. I
1: I get, I get, I get a little cray cray on soy. It makes me a little hormonal. And so there's just little markers that now I know going into my life, especially when I am expecting children, whenever life does hectic, I'm going to have that energy. I'm going to know what workouts are effective for me. I'm going to know what foods are best for me. And actually my children in the long run, if you think about it, if you're intolerant to food, what is your children going to feel like? And I was so lucky to sort of, you know, through fitness and nutrition, build that solid foundation With that now I'm so grateful to have just good health. For example, Corona hit me, nothing. I was asymptomatic. Um, Didn't spread either. We sort of had a nice little test by accident experiment, but- nothing happened but it just goes to show it's all about immunity
0: and and 100%. honestly having a strong health foundation yeah exactly just and be strong just, i think <laughs> yeah just be strong i mean yeah this it's definitely a testimony to making people realize how important cellular nutrition is and understanding what's really happening to the core of your body and your this beautiful organism, right. That God has given you and it is capable of healing, but, and it can thrive 10 times more than you can even imagine it to, but you have to give it, like you said, um, that environment to be able to, and, you know, I will say though, um, like alcohol does affect me and it makes Mm. me foggy. And I didn't even realize how much until like I, been taking a break from it and I haven't been drinking it cause I'm really heavily focusing on healing my liver right now. So I'm like going like hardcore, hardcore. keto it. and it's at first I was like, Oh, how am I going to do this? But to be honest, I feel like I've been regaining more of my energy as yeah. the longer i stay away from it because i realize that what happens when i drink alcohol and i think this happens to a lot of people you just don't really realize it is that it starts to kind of make me sleepy and then also the hangovers and this and it's just like you kind of like achieve all these amazing results and then you go backwards and then also someone who has issues with their liver already because i have like the genetic disorder with you know, where my body uh, overproduces cholesterol and doesn't get rid of it in time. It's like, okay, well, even that one glass that I was probably having because my, my liver is already weak was probably just making it even worse. And I wasn't even thinking about it in that way. And so now I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll probably just like, it's not like I'm never going to drink alcohol. Probably like, I'm think I'm just like, you know, I'll probably just drink alcohol, like when I'm on vacation or something. Right. But other than that, I'm like, I don't know if I really need it. Like, do I really need that glass of wine with my dinner? Probably not because it's going to make my stomach hurt. It's going to mess up my liver. It's going to take away like all the stuff that I'm benefiting from by sticking to a strict keto diet, for example, which is actually another thing I wanted um, you to share. So I know, um, and I don't know, because we haven't spoke about this recently, but um, I know that you were doing the carnivore diet which for anyone listening, so basically it's like, it's it's another version of keto. However, you just don't have any plants or anything. You basically just eat meat, but high quality meat and fats. Yep. And well, meat has your fats and all your vitamins in there. Um, so are you still doing that? And also, can you share your experience with it? Definitely. So, um,
1: So just to get on the straight page, I've tried a little bit of everything vegan. I only give it like a two week try. Sorry guys. Um, (laughs) but, um, vegan, vegetarian, keto, paleo, you name it. I did it. So for the longest, for this past five years, what I was doing is pretty much, um, meat, vegetables, fruit, nuts, and seeds, little starch, no sugar. So Mm -hmm. anyone would mostly say a paleo, But I I didn't really take in any um, grains too much, maybe an occasional oatmeal or occasional white rice before that. So five years I was on that diet, literally transformed me. Um, Like I said, I didn't know bloating was inflammation. I didn't know my face was supposed to not be that round. Wow, I have cheekbones now, it's amazing. And by the way, roughly the same. So that was an interesting experiment through the five years. Well, I came onto this Jogan podcast, right? Listening. Yes, I love this stuff. I, it's so fun, right? It just it catches. So, and I'm all about experimenting, right? Taking out foods, adding them back in. Same.
0: How do I feel exactly. now? And, right, and, and, that's and no, nothing is now. a nothing is a forever thing. And I that I think that's what I, I I love about you also Um is that none we I think both of us don't really look at we don't want to ha- be label ourselves as anything. It's more about everything's always an experiment because guess what if tomorrow some other thing comes out and we're like the science makes sense and you you feel the desire to try it out you're going to do it. You're not going to be like no, I'm not this, so I'm not going to try it. <laughs> exactly. And I think you can't paint yourself
1: in a box and and it's really just about being sort of open-minded because in the first place, I would have never started this journey if I wasn't. Right. So I try to keep that throughout my career, especially for my clients, because we all come from different backgrounds. And, and the more I got into digging, um, sort of about illnesses and really America, it all came back to autoimmune diseases, right. And and metabolic disease. And so once I started researching the carnivore diet, it just hooked me. It hooked me. And the, and the fact that I sort of looked into the evolutionary of it all. Like our brains doubled in size. I read the carnivore code just to sort of Mm -hmm. like actually see. But then I researched further because, you know, you can't always have just one point of view. And there was a significant gains in brain size over 1 million years. That was, it it, it was, I think almost like 48% um, of an increase in brain size over a million years where over 250 million years, our brain was pretty much the same size. And those numbers may be sort of off, but just to give you a generalization of where, what caught my attention right and me as a biology kinesiology i did evolutionary studies i'm all about it i think right we can learn a lot from what we've mm-hmm. done and and one of the things highlighted in the evolution of humans we've sort of had four fundamental things stay with us from the dawn of our creation to where we are now and and those three things are water right mm-hmm. we have to water even all organisms food source whether it be meat or pants, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll say any type of plant, grain, whatever. And then big one, vitamin D, sunlight. Yes. All the way. That's such a major one that gets lost. Right. And it's just one of those things where having that cocktail effect, if you're missing one and then the fourth, I'm so sorry, I just got Mm up. Oh, movement. We were nomads. We, We were traveling. We were active. We were never sedentary, right? So if you take those four things, and if you even eliminate one of the factors, whether it be, you know, sun, sunlight, vitamin D, food, right? Can't survive. Mm-hmm. You cannot literally survive without those four. And the biggest thing that hit me here in America was one, sedentary, but then our diets, right? Mm-hmm. And those combination, let's take out two. And then on top of that, 80% of the population is vitamin D deficient. Yeah. So we have quite an issue. And I imagine most people are probably somewhat... um, um Dehydrated as well,
0: right?
1: So, here we are with a huge amount of autoimmune disease in America, and what I found with one underlining theme with the carnivore diet, most people that have some type of underlying autoimmune disease or even issue, what was by limiting themselves to this diet, they cut out all the junk that was just inflaming them, and I mm-hmm. think that we have a misconception of what meat actually does to the body. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that it is all a chemical reaction. So if you have meat from McDonald's and you pair it with a milkshake, guess what? This is not good for anyone. That's definitely inflammation, right? It's gonna be bad meat. Now we're talking a wild game, you know, let's just use an elk steak, right? And a carnivore diet, And what you're doing is not only the quality of ingredients is much better, But again, you're just limiting, cutting out all the shit. And I noticed most vegans go through this at first. People that just ate a lot of sugar and they switched Mm -hmm. just to eating vegetables. Yes, you're going to feel good, right? It's that honeymoon phase, right? right? Cutting out all the bad shit. Well, with the whole carnivore, I just noticed, especially men, to see that testosterone was up in their 40s and their 50s, to see muscle mass gain. Which is harder, especially for older men. So mm-hmm. I try to look at the stream of studies. It's not going right. to affect me now as a 20-year-old, but how's it going to affect me when I'm, I'm 40 and 50? Yeah. And I just sort of saw all the benefits as you know, anti-inflammatory people with depression that even, like literally was lifted, and that that was a pretty big one. Um, but for me, the big thing I found, and I'm quite an energetic person. You know this from me. Yes. I wake up 5 a.m. But she died and just ready to go. Yes. Um, without coffee. It's no coffee. The um, <laughs> so one thing I did love about it, there was no like dip. There's no, you know that like little, yes. dip, you know, Lol, you get after lunch. Yeah. There's no dip. And I thought wow. that after three days of just doing that. And there was wow. just instant, just bam.
0: Now, and no coffee.
1: No coffee. Well, so I, I did stick to a black Americano, but I would only stick to okay. a espresso pot. So that was the Got only thing it. that I did. Okay. Um, so, and there was maybe like two or three times uh, a week. I would have a veg. If my body was okay. craving it at night, I would have just a little bit, but this okay. is the interesting part. Whenever I did, I mean, it just, it was in and out.
0: That is so funny. So, wow. But
1: I didn't really have the issue. A lot of people have an issue with carnivore diet in their stomachs where I already yeah. had a high fat diet. So it was nothing really new. Um, right. but I will tell you this energy, great uh-huh. lifts. For eating less food, I would just eat, like, honestly, maybe a pound and a half of meat and then about three eggs um, and then maybe some type of, like, fish a day.
0: I would, oh, wow. A pound and a
1: half. Yeah. Wow. But you, I Sometimes I wouldn't even eat the next day until dinner because your body was at this point of where I was full. You've, I needed everything and, I had. And
0: you were probably satisfied, right? Like, you didn't have cravings. Oh. Every meal. Every meal satisfied.
1: Every wow. meal. Wow. And I – it probably too, by taking fruit away, I didn't really crave too much like fruit mm-hmm. or sugar. It was vegetables at night though. And I don't know if that was just my body used to having a different like texture mm-hmm. or maybe like it's just a different temperature, like a cold salad, you know, right. cream, like rather than having a hot eggs to hot steaks, you know. Right.
0: And what type that. of meat
1: did you have? So I try to keep everything as clean as I could, free range, if I could get local. Got a lot it. of lamb. Lot, okay. A lot of lamb and lamb steaks, um, bison,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: really uh, flame on. If I, I'm going to have okay. a steak, it was that, um, a ribeye every now and then. But dude, that high fat, I, I know it works for me and you would think, but it, five years into it, I mean, I, or not carnivore, wow. but high fat, right. it really was good. But now with the carnivore too, I will say sleeping, mm-hmm. great sleep. And I had pretty wow. good sleep before, don't get me wrong, but I definitely was. I would
0: sleep So are you good. doing it now?
1: So so pretty much what I find myself, um, I'm sort of like half and half, right? So uh-huh. the whole day, I'll just touch meat. That's it. The Meat. I'll just have steak, like at lunch, literally. Okay. That's it. So I, and that actually turned me into fasting. So
0: started researching Dr. Rhonda Patrick and sort of all this uh, like, I love, I was listening you know, to her today. Her. <laughs> I love her. I love her. I love, I love her. her. She is amazing. She's the awesome. first time I heard her was actually also on the Joe Rogan podcast. And then today I was watching her. Um, she was on Lewis house podcast recently. Um,
1: I, just watched I missed that. one. Yeah, I, think it, think I, it, I think, I think
0: it like came out five days ago, maybe, or something like that. I don't know. I was watching oh, it this perfect. morning. Yeah. Um, she is so awesome She's amazing. and, and so and well, knowledgeable.
1: Yes. And she rose some pretty good points to me. And again, like I said, there's always multiple pers- Perspectives right. for everyone, and, and the one thing I agree with her is that um, I do wonder how long term mm-hmm. if you do do this for how long term. I think it goes back into your genetics, like where you do originate from. Like for example, right. Native Americans are completely lactose intolerant. Right. Milk was introduced way later in their evolution, so I think it does have to do. Like Nordic people do mm-hmm. great non meat diets. That was pretty much concluded. Think about it. You didn't have a monthly right. or a seasonal. Grain or pool. So it's sort of interesting to dive into that sector, but she brought up the idea of the mechanisms that are involved with creating that filling. Can it be achieved by other ways? And I think when you look at carnivore, there is a lot of people are fasting and eating only in an eight hour period, which that alone you could do with the mix of vegetables and fruit. And I feel like you could achieve a similar filling as far as energy potentially. Now, Where you get into the grains and like I said, insulin sensitivity, Mm -hmm. I think it's a great diet. And I think we should look at keto, paleo, carnivore, vegetarian as more as modes of medicine. Let me do this Mm -hmm. for two months, reset my system and then reintroduce foods. We shouldn't look at it as like maybe a lifetime thing, but I look Mm -hmm. at it as literally a mechanism to get me to where I want to be. So whether that be more brain clarity, lean up or gain muscle mass, right? Mm-hmm. I look at these things as ways to get me to the point, to that I love point. that. So that's why I said I use carnivore to sort of test one, what it did with strength. And unfortunately, three weeks in, gyms got closed. So that's what it was unfortunate. Um, but the cool thing about it was, it just gave me a perspective and I can completely understand what carnivore people that have done it for a long time, I, I get why they love it. And mm-hmm. they, on the other hand, though, I do see the science aspect, and I think we need to research how it affects other, again, mechanisms. Does it shut down mm-hmm. um, other things that we're not aware of yet? Like, what, right. what are, and, and that's the whole thing with vegan as well, where it, it's hard for me to think on both sides of this that we've had fruit and vegetables and meat in our diet for so long. It's like going back to the four staples. If you take one out, it disrupts the whole cycle, right? It does, and then and, 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 and I making
0: I it am. sustainable because you have to also re- kind of think about the fact that like we're also humans and we like to socialize, right? And we I all know. gather around food, and <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> so, in yeah. Nature, that- it's in our nature, isn't it? It's in our nature, like ingrained. It's, it's yes, ingrained. yes, it's in our nature. Well, yeah. thank you, Shelby, for sharing um everything. This was so fun. This was really fun. Um, I think I would actually love to do one where we talk even more in depth about like nutrition. Just a topic. Like just so, I was about to say let's yes. do that like because yeah, I feel like do. there's so much stuff. Yes, we could just go um But I think this was great as um, just like for people listening who have never heard of the the carnivore diet or just like even thinking about doing keto because a lot of people, you know, they kind of fear it a little bit. Um, So I think this is a great intro, but I would actually really love to record another episode with you in the future where we just kind of dive more deep into like the cellular nutrition and talk about like more in depth about like the biology and evolution and things like that. I would love that yes. uh, uh, <laughs> two, deal. So yeah, <laughs> stay tuned.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's what I, and I encourage people just to really, you know, research things and honestly try it for yourself because that's going to be the best, the best way to sort of put your shoes into someone else or put your feet into someone else's shoes yes. is just by actually doing it and following through and sort of seeing, like I said, look at it as an experiment, right? Yes. It's not going to do you any harm really. Um, I've never found a two-week diet to, you know, unless you're not eating, right? But (laughs) hey, pick something, try it. See how your body responds. See how your- Experiment. Exactly. And that's all we can do, Nino, is spread our experiences and hope that it really does connect the dots for someone
0: else. 100%. And I I think that, um, I hope that anyone listening to this um, episode, hopefully it'll inspire just even one person to just experiment with their bodies. Because honestly, it's not like where- Like any special, or like know something that no one else does. We just chose to experiment with our bodies, right? And just try different things out and like be like, hey, I like this, or oh, this isn't working for me. I should probably change it. So I think don't be scared to just try new things. Like don't listen to just what other people are doing. Do it for yourself and see what it does for your body. And I think that's the beauty of everything. So exactly. thank you again so much. Um, uh, before we close out, oh, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yes. I'm
1: actually doing my website, redoing it right now. Is Shelbybrookfitness.com. brook with no E. So S H E L B Y B R O O K fitness.com. And then of course, Instagram Shelbybrookfitness, but I'm actually, yeah, about to start YouTube. I have some videos, content you know, sort of prepared. It. I'm about to start dropping in the next two weeks. So definitely follow me on YouTube. It's just Shelby Bishop. I'm going to have some just very interesting videos like Nino over here and I have to actually get you on So yes, on I would love call to call and set something up. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, guys reach out to me. I, I love helping people and I do a lot of pro bono work just to sort of get people along the right direction. Right. And, right. and just really sort of help clear a path for you. Right. I've done it with enough clients. I've been doing this almost 10 years now and um, I absolutely love it. So I'd love to help you, but thanks again, Nino, for having me on. I love your podcast. Keep them going. I look forward to them every week and thank you for having
0: me. Thank you so much, Shelby. And I'm super excited to see your videos. I will definitely be following and watching. <laughs>
1: And I'll make sure to share
0: with my audience and everyone listening in where they can find you. And so excited for the launch of your new episode, not episode, I mean, sorry, website. (laughs) No, no, no. Yes. I'm actually working on redoing my entire website also right now. So it's, it's just so much, there's just so much excitement going on and I'm looking forward to it all. So thank you again for sharing your experience and your story and well, stay tuned for uh, part two of this, guys. <laughs> and thanks for That's tuning into Nino. the Naturally Nino podcast. Bye, guys.